we got the alternative energy free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network hello today's show has been made on Naitahu land in the region of Ōtutahi also known as Christchurch in Aotearoa New Zealand I'm Emma Crunch, radioactive show producer, and I've been living here in Ōtotahi Christchurch since January. Today's show follows on from my previous show, reflecting on the March 15th terror attack on two mosques here in Ōtotahi Christchurch. In this second show, I speak to Adele Salman, Vice President of the Islamic Council of Victoria. He speaks about his experience of the massacre, the public and political response in Australia and New Zealand, and the important work ahead. Later, we finish the show with a powerful spoken word piece by poet, performer and author Tusiata Avia, as first performed at the Together Against Racism rally held on May 18th in Ōtotahi. So I'm joined by Adele Salman, Vice President of the Islamic Council of Victoria. Thanks for coming on the show, Adele. And could you briefly begin by outlining the work of the Islamic Council? Uh, thanks for having me, Emma. Um, the Islamic Council of Victoria is the peak uh, representative body for Victoria's Muslim community, which is, um, and depends on, on which figures you quote, but uh, certainly around the uh, 200,000 mark here in Victoria and growing. Um, and the ITV is a, is a member-based organisation, grassroots um, membership. Uh, we have a, a number of um, societies and uh, organisations that are members of the ITV who represent their own constituencies mm-hmm. across metropolitan Melbourne and regional Victoria. Uh, we have two main areas of focus. One is provision of, of services that are best delivered by uh, if you like, a, a peak body. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other main focus area, which is becoming more and more important, is advocacy uh, on behalf of the Muslim community. And I'm actually, I'm from Melbourne, but have been living in Christchurch or Otautahi since the beginning of this year. And I did want to speak with you, with you about... Um, the March 15 terror attack, and like many in Aotearoa and in Australia and around the world, I was shocked and saddened by by this attack um, at the Alnor and Linwood mosques. Would you be able to share with us some words or your perspective on how the terror attack was experienced by Victorian Muslims? Uh, similar to you, Emma, our feelings were of immense shock, sadness, um, trauma, um, but not surprise. Mm. Um, and perhaps there, in, there is probably a difference there. Um, we weren't surprised. I wasn't surprised. Uh, if you look at the political climate, uh, the climate in terms of Islamophobic and anti-Muslim sentiment in general, and it's been growing um, and becoming more vehement in many ways. Um, and that, um, that has been something that has, been, that has worried us for, for a long time. Mm. Uh, and so whilst we were absolutely shocked and stunned and, and horrified and mortified and all those emotions, I couldn't honestly say that I was surprised. Mm. Um, but the events in Christchurch um, 
really um, uh, hit home in a, in a way that probably other attacks in other locations around the world uh, have not. And that's, I think, because of the proximity. Mm. That's because of the shared cultural heritage we have with New Zealand. I mean, in many ways, we consider New Zealand to be uh, akin um, uh, a society. Um, we have such deep links with New Zealand. And so when a, a, an attack like this happens in Christchurch, it is like happening in any Australian city. And we can relate to it, I think, a lot a lot stronger. Um, and I, I think the emotions and the response was, was more raw and visceral, if you like. Mm. And I'm sure as you, you saw and heard following the attack here, there was an outpouring of grief and support by the majority of the public in Christchurch and Aotearoa, including Māori iwi and councils and schools, people of all faiths. Um, how did you feel, it's hard to generalise, but how did you feel the public responded in Australia? I think uh, the public response here in Australia was overwhelming. Um, and that was surprising. Mm. Uh, but it was reassuring it. Um, and it certainly demonstrated the level of um, uh, horror that the Australian public felt that they put aside any of their, maybe any of their other feelings towards Muslims um, and any their anxieties about Islam and Muslims in a place of uh, Islam and Muslims in Australian society and put them all aside. I think what we found was a real coming together and a rejection of this type of horrific and evil violence. Mm. Uh, and, you know, Australians stood in solidarity uh, with the Muslim community. Uh, the ICV um, uh, went ahead with its annual mosque open day. This is a planned event. We had planned it months in advance. Mm. It so happened that it took place two days after Christchurch attacks. Um, and the, the, the response from the community was, uh, was, was enormous. Um, and normally we would get we would get a good turnout from uh, um, Australians and 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 people living in the near, nearby vicinity of mosques, but um, this year we had amazing turnout. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people turned out to visit mosques that they otherwise would not even think about visiting. Uh, and and ever since the response has been enormous. We had a vigil uh, in Melbourne um, in front of the State Library of Victoria. Uh, many, many thousands of people. It was a, it was a cross-faith, interfaith vigil, uh, which the ICV organised on behalf of all of the constituencies, and, and it was an enormous response. And, and, and since then, um, the amazing expressions of support, gestures of sympathy, um, you know, offers of assistance, um, and just people calling up and just checking up, uh, checking out how, how we're going, and offering help and offering moral support. It's just been enormous. So. From this darkness, uh, there has been some light, and, and that has been the response from the community. Um, and I think, to some degree, it also did result in a toning down of some of the the, uh, the worst excesses in terms of rhetoric and political rhetoric. Mm. Um, but uh, but whether or not that is a sustained change is another question. Yeah, that is encouraging to hear that there was also a really strong response and I certainly had seen some of that online. I did also hear about or one particularly I'm a teacher and I was quite concerned to read uh, there was an open letter to Jacinda Ardern by a uh, Summer Joyan, a young Australian Muslim student and 
she actually described her experience of having the terror attack being unacknowledged by teachers and her authority at her school, um, which which concerned me just to think that with this vicinity, um, schools and other institutions, or at least some of these, were not acknowledging it or thinking about the impact. Um, do you think this was a common experience in Australian schools or how have young people reacted in your view? It's a really difficult for, for us to assess that, Emma, but I think I think you, you, you'll find the range of responses. I th- I'm sure there were some schools that actually did acknowledge the events, hmm. particularly those schools with sizable uh, Muslim student cohort. I, I'm sure there was some level of acknowledgement uh, it'd be disappointing if schools did not do that uh, for a number of reasons. One is that it's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity for learning for the broader student base. But it's also a missed opportunity to demonstrate um, the inclusive nature of schools and, and the safe spaces that schools are and, and trusting environments. I think, you know, that could have that could make a lot of difference in the in terms of the psyche of uh, of, of students, knowing that their schools uh, are inclusive and and and, and uh, recognise that students could be impacted by events um, and acknowledge them. I think that's if they did not do that, I think it's a missed opportunity. Um, I'd like to think there are many schools that did. Hmm. I, I, I think there are some some organisations and, and employers that, that that did. My 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 employer did. So hmm. my my employer that did recognise the events in Christchurch and 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 what the effect that it could have on the Muslim employees in the, in the company, but more broadly as well. So I think you'll, get a, you'll, you'll find a mix of responses. I think young, young people um, would, I think would, would be scared. And I think that's been a, that's been a legitimate response. I mean, uh, an understandable response is, is fear, certainly fear in, in immediate days after Christchurch, people wondering whether or not it's safe to go to schools, uh, to schools and to mosques, certainly. Um, so I think... Uh, you know, the role of, of, of the parents and, 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 and schools and, and community leaders is to reassure the community. And I think there's been a really good coming together in, in, in that way. Mm. Yeah, it definitely seems that there has been here in New Zealand society a lot of learning about the diversity of Islamic communities here and also, you know, how multicultural they are and... Um, that's been really widely expressed, so hopefully that is being taken up, you know, as a as a learning opportunity, and also it's more to do from here on in. And I think um, the New Zealand government has generally their response has been welcomed by the Muslim community here. Um, as you will have seen, Jacinda Ardern was compassionate and immediate in her response and coming to Christchurch and meeting with people. And the government has followed up with some tangible actions like their gun buyback scheme and inquiry into operations of New Zealand intelligence. Um, Obviously more could be done, but comparing it to the Australian political response or government response, um, do you feel that there was an adequate political response? Um, I, I certainly agree with you that the response from the New Zealand government was um, was uh, amazing. Um, I, I think everyone's spoken about your prime minister or the prime minister. Yeah. I forget the name of New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand prime minister Jacinda Ardern. The response was uh, incredible, uh, actually incredible. Um, mm. And I, and I know, <coughs> excuse me, I know that she 
her response was genuine. It was heartfelt. Um, it was it was decisive. Uh, it was inclusive. Um, it was sensitive. Uh, um, I could I could go on. Uh, I mean, she really she really um, hit all of the the required notes if you like in her response and it wasn't an act and that's the thing that really came across she wasn't acting she wasn't playing a part she was genuine she was she was she was uh she was in grief herself and, and incredible shock and sadness on her on her behalf and i think she embraced the muslim community as uh part of her family mm-hmm. um and they are i mean in new zealand you know it's a close-knit community in general it's not a large country and i think that sense of community really shone, shone through in terms of Australia, I think the response from Australian politicians was, was mixed. Obviously, um, you had on one extreme, you had the likes of Fraser Anning, who said the most disgraceful and appalling things. Um, and you had other politicians, like the leader of opposition at the time, um, and the Prime Minister and, and others, who did express some strong support um, for the Muslim community and, 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 uh, and horror um, and condemnation. Um, but... Uh, I do think I do think that the response from New Zealand government, Jacinda Ardern in particular, um, was unlike any other I've seen, and it'd be hard to imagine that Australian politicians would re- respond in a similar way. And God forbid mm. that was to happen here, but I just can't imagine that level of response here in Australia. Mm. And I w- was interested to ask you how um, you feel in response to the Australian election, the recent election, where there was. A summarise in votes for parties who have made Islamophobic statements um, alongside other policies. Do you, in this context of um, overwhelming support after the terror attack, but also this rise of uh, these types of views in those um, far-right political parties, do you have views on how we can effectively counter these viewpoints? Uh, I do, um, and I, I just want to pick up the point that you made, which is a really good point about the the rise of these micro parties, that by and large have a platform that is Islamophobic. There may be other things they also talk about, but essentially, what we have in common is, is, a, is a very open Islamophobic agenda. The ICV, and in terms of going back to the work that we do. Um, uh, we actually undertook a campaign in the lead up to the federal election, which was called My Vote Matters, which is really about galvanising the Muslim community, encouraging people to enrol, encouraging people to vote, informing people about the policies and issues that matter to them, and comparing the, the different positions of the political parties. And one of the things that we did do as part of the My Vote Matters campaign was actually to track these some of the parties, these micro parties. And I think we counted. I think it was either six or nine, I can't recall exactly, uh, parties that have an Islamophobic agenda, uh, mm. which is incredibly, uh, incredibly scary thing to, to consider. Um, what can be done? I think we've got to draw attention to it. We, 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 we've got to reject them out of hand. Um, we, there can be no tolerance for anti-Muslim just a sentiment, just like there is no tolerance for openly racist sentiment, just like there is no tolerance for anti-Asian sentiment, just like there is no tolerance for, uh, you know, uh, racism towards our First Nations people, just like there is absolutely no tolerance for anti-Semitism. Likewise, there can be no tolerance at all for anything that is Islamophobic and anti-Muslim. We need to draw the line, and we need to make that line very clear. 
terror, um, and the consequences of that will be widespread condemnation, ridicule, and dissociation. Uh, and I think it has to start with our political leaders. I think they themselves need to be very, very open and clear uh, and resolute in condemnation of any of these parties, any of these politicians, any of these people with a public platform that espouse uh, Islamophobic um, views. I think that's where it has to start. I think the media has a responsibility. The media has a responsibility not to amplify and not to give voice uh, um, to, uh, to hate speech. Uh, um, and I think we, as as society, we also have a role um, to, uh, again, demonstrate that this is completely out of bounds. Uh, and I think that's where we need, to, we need to start. And then, of course, there's a broader agenda here, which is around educating. Educating community, it starts with children, educating school children, um, and I think that will take time, but there are some things that can start immediately, and that really has to start with our political leaders. Mm, thank you for those wise words, I think. And hopefully um, we can find out of this tragedy and horrendous attack that there is a real response of education and um, from the ground up that coming through to our political leaders and perhaps, you know, taking taking a piece out of the book of some of the responses that leaders have been able to do here in New Zealand. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, Adele, or that this has been a really great conversation and thank you for taking the time to join us? No, thank you, Emma. This has been, it's been a great conversation and I uh, really appreciate you reaching out. And um, yeah, hopefully, as you say, uh, there will be uh, you know a real uh, shared intention um, and shared action to actually change. We cannot possibly allow anything like this to happen again. And, and, and one of the things that we all have to do collectively is to eliminate the breeding ground that, that, that basically creates the environment of hate which these types of acts can happen. Hating ain't no thing, so if you're with me, sing. Hating ain't no thing, hating ain't no thing. This is The Radioactive Show. I'm Emma Crunch, and you've been hearing my conversation with Adele Salman, Vice President of the Islamic Council of Victoria. You can find out more about the Islamic Council of Victoria by looking up their website. The song you just heard a clip of is Love That You Bring by Ollie MC. I attended the Together Against Racism rally held in Otuatahi Christchurch on May 18th. It was a squally, windy day, not difficult to imagine the swamp that Christchurch was built on. Poet, author and performer Tusiata Avia performed two spoken word pieces towards the end of the rally. I'm going to share one of these with you now. I wrote this poem uh, when I was in Auckland, um, just before and during the massacre here um, and it's a wero it's a challenge um, and you know there's the we all know the slogan they are us and I'm kind of ripping off that asking who are they, who are us just want to warn you I'm quite famous for being a bit dark. (laughs) (laughs) Massacre. Thursday, 
14th of March. When I arrive in Auckland and Raina learns I have moved back to Christchurch, she asks if I know it is a bad place. It is built on a swamp. Many bad things have been done to Māori there. Yes, I tell her, and remember standing six years old in the hallway, the swamp spirits rising up through the floor, walking to school through them, sitting beside them on the bus. Friday, 15th. The white spirits rise up from the swamp and many bad things happen. The white spirits rise up from the swamp and kill those who kneel and pray and stand and walk and run and punch the windows out with their bare hands and drag themselves through the glass and stumble and fall and find the body of a boy and close his eyes and take his cell phone from his hand and tell his mother, screaming through it, that her son is dead and then they stand again and run and run and run and run. We white men who have carved ourselves into statues and guard the four avenues rise. We far right we rise. We skinheads we rise. We the white supreme we rise. We are white ghosts and we rise out of the swamp. You shake and cry as if the earthquake is coming. But we are not here for you. We are here for the three-year-old Muslim boy, for the 71-year-old Muslim man, for the 45-year-old Muslim man and his 16-year-old son for the 44-year-old Muslim woman, for the 65-year-old grandmother, for the 14-year-old Muslim boy, for the 25-year-old Muslim woman, we are here for 101 Muslims. We are not here for you. You can lock down your schools and your buildings and your pain can come and go but we don't care because we have not come here for you. But we will not chase you through Hagley Park. We are here on Friday for Al Nur Mosque. We will not chase you through Eastgate Mall. We are here on Friday for Linwood Masjid. We are only killing the people you have been calling terrorists. And today, we look like Fortnite. Sunday, 17 March. I watched Jacinda at Al Noor after many bad things happen. She is in a black and gold hijab. She says many things, but she has her hand over her heart and she keeps it there. The spirits have sunk back out of sight. You are watching that individual from Australia. You are saying to me, he isn't us. But 
I grew up with him. He was Eddie, the skinhead in my science class who everybody knew. He had a Māori girlfriend for a while. He wore a Nazi trench coat, which you told me was cool. Remember, you grew up with him. He was Brian, not in your class because he was younger than you. But you watched him walk through the playground with his boot boy boots and his swastikas. It was Christchurch back when you were young and it was cool and it was the fashion and you and I were into it. Friday, 22nd. In Auckland, I sit at the vigil. The women of Ngāti Whātua call across the sacred land of Tamaki Makoto. The women call to the martyrs, to the broken-hearted. The women do the grieving for us. The women remind us of Parihaka and Ratoki, the murdered and their murderers. The women say they have been fighting since Captain Cook landed and after they grieve, they will fight. A white man who could be scary in another place hands me a sign and I take it. New Zealand was founded on white supremacist violence, it says. He looks into my eyes. I nod and hoist it to my shoulder. I watch a white girl weep and tell me it is hard to be white. I tell her tears are a beginning. I read Ashley Young talk about how she feels the shame of talking about how she feels. Another white poet can only talk about how he feels. I can only talk about how I feel. I can only weep like the white girl and write you this poem that will never end. Tusiata Avia, poet and author performing a spoken word piece at the Together Against Racism rally in Ototahi Christchurch on May 18th. Thank you to Tusiata for allowing us to share her pieces and you can find more of her extensive creative work online. Thank you also to Salman Adele of the Islamic Council of Victoria for taking the time to speak with me over the phone. Please take heed of both these speakers' challenge and call for action you can find many resources online about how to counter Islamophobia and racism. A resource from Aotearoa New Zealand is the Give Nothing to Racism campaign. And in so-called Australia, there is the Racism It Stops With Me website. These are just a start. Music in the show has been The Love That You Bring by Ollie MC and can be found on Bandcamp. I'm Emma Crunch and this radioactive show has been produced in Ototahi Christchurch for 3CR Community Radio on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network in Australia. Thank you to Friends of the Earth Anti-Nuclear and Clean Energy Collective, ACE, for their ongoing financial support of our show. Share and podcast The Radioactive Show on 3cr.org.au or you can find us on Facebook. Thanks for listening and I'll go out with a second spoken word piece by Tusiata Avia 
as performed at the Together Against Racism rally. Yeah, you might like that. I warned you I was dark. Um, something to think about. So my last poem, I'll just read it. To the dead, do not say you are dead, beloved. I will not leave you. I will kiss everything that is hurt. I will kiss everything that is gone. I will kiss the bloodied ground and the footpath outside. I will kiss the windows you jumped through. I will kiss the back fences. I will kiss the neighbors' doors that opened to you. I will kiss their feet. I will kiss Al-Nur. I will kiss Linwood Masjid. I will put a hijab on my head and kiss the whole of Christchurch. Sing to me from the Holy Quran. Sing to the whole of Christchurch. Sing to Aotearoa. And after the singing, I will pull up the botanical gardens with my hands. I will break up the stone statues with my teeth. I will take this place back to the swamp and I will find the ghosts. They are hiding here, beloved. Hear me, Queen Victoria, Captain Cook and all your friends. Hear me, neo-Nazis, white supremacists and all your friends. I will find you hiding in the swamp. I am here with my wild dogs and we are coming for you. We are coming for you.